Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Yeah. Bill's Mafia. Don Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Micah Hyde, Jordan Boyer, can you catch it? Can you? Trade day is like a mask, you not catching it. Folks, welcome into a brand new episode of the Crowdices Podcast presented by Trainwreck Sports. It's Wake, it's Kevin, it's Meerkat. Got a great show for everyone today. Obviously, training camp's first three days have come and gone. So we're going to talk about everything that's happened in those first three days. Maybe get to a little bit of what's going on with the Colts because there's been a little talk of should the Bills trade Mitch Trubisky. I don't know if I'm on board with that necessarily, but you know we've been big fans of the Colts. We're not fans, but proponents that they are a good AFC team on the cap here. So we will maybe get to that if we have time, but obviously a lot of Bills stuff to talk about. But first... I gotta remind you guys, we are sponsored by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. George Urban Boulevard in Depew, whether it's wine, spirits, or spiked Loganberry seltzer. Yes, that's a thing. Learned about it on their Instagram. They have everything you need for tailgates, graduation parties, or just making sure your cabinet is stocked and loaded for a rainy day. Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? This show, the cap is mine. So fellas, let's not waste any more time. We'll start with maybe something that I think we've subconsciously been avoiding on the cap here and that's Cole Beasley you know obviously he's made headlines in the offseason for reasons that we wish were not the reasons he'd be making headlines for probably for what he does on the ball but uh you know we, we were waiting to see if he would hold true to his word about you know once training camp starts it goes away his twitter tirades go away and it seems after bless you kevin it seems like uh for you. you know for the first few days so far you know He's put his money where his mouth is, and he's saying, I'm all football from this moment on. So, Kevin, you know, vaccine stance aside, because everyone's sick of that, obviously. You know, were you worried at all about him being a distraction, or did you think that the coaching staff would have this under wraps pretty well? No, I thought it would be Gucci. I mean, I thought that they put together a pretty good statement. I mean, it was really coherent. I have a hard time believing that was all just Kobe, Cole Beasley. It may have been. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a pretty coherent statement. I mean, whether I agree or disagree doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, but I thought it was either way. I thought it was coherent and at least fine to comprehend with what he said in the beginning of camp. So for me, it's it's a matter of you saw him, you know, bump with you know um, Feliciano. You saw the first hug he got from Josh Allen. I tweeted something along those lines. Got like eight, nine hundred likes or something. Um, <laughs> so to me, people are in the same mindset of you know everything's good. Like. He's making catches, you know, he's running post routes, you know, their, their chemistry is so strong. He's one of the best slot receivers in the league, whether or not you agree or disagree with his vaccine standpoint, it doesn't matter guys. I think the locker room is still there. I thought it was a good statement and it was good to see that kind of squashed. And um, you see that even teams in baseball, like the New York Yankees kind of shut down the talk, like Aaron judge and, and even lower level players, like, you know, the backup catcher, um, you know, <laughs> There's there's more to it than just what Cole Beasley says. It just he was under a lot of heat, and you know, to me, I think the team's under wraps. I think a lot of people are saying that maybe Josh Allen won't want to throw his players under the bus and say his vaccine status. He's there to stick up for certain players. So there's a lot going on there, guys. So he's a great player. His track is not great. It was uh, bad. It was yeah. actually really bad. It's Whether you a, agree with the lyrics or not, it's just a bad song. <laughs> it's a bad song. But I mean, I mean, yeah. in Beasley, Beasley saying, you know, he's sticking up for players that don't have a voice, that aren't getting tryouts. You know, whether you agree with that or not, I don't know. But, you know, yeah. that's what he's saying. And um, I'm glad he at least has more of a coherent point. Yeah, more coherent than he was making it come yeah. across on Twitter at first. <sighs> um, and, you know, Meerkat, I know you got in the crossfire of some Beasley stuff, uh, and I'm sure you're happy, just as happy as any of us, to, to put that behind now, right? 
Yeah, no, I'm happy Cole Beasley is here. I'm ha- his statement was great, even though it's a little weird that Bill's not promoting that tweet. Yeah, there's a little promoted tag on Twitter. Yeah, a little weird look, but I don't. His statement was fine. Everything's going well at camp already. His te- everything looks fine. I just wish he had took it off of Twitter a bit there, but I'm happy everything's going well. And, you know, the team seems fine. As long as we have no problems during the season, I have no problems. I just want to see this team thriving and doing well with the best players they can put out on the field. And Cole Beasley mm-hmm. is one of their best players. Uh, just mm-hmm. as an 80s Stings fan, uh, too, as well, <laughs> the new track, just just not great, Cole. What are you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah, no, his old music, he's had some good tracks come out, but this one is just, it's just not it for me. It's just like, I heard the beat come in, and well, I was like, okay. Get, one before the playoffs, too, sometimes. That was, not, that, that that was, was a good a, one. That was a pretty good song, and like, 80 Stings is a legit, like, banger. That's a, and then no, that's a great, yeah. yeah no, that was, was a, that was a train track of the week for a while, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it, it's, you know, like you said, it's get the best players on the field, let them play their best football. Cole Beasley is probably a, a top two slot receiver in the NFL, probably number one, to be completely honest. You could throw C.D. Lamb up there with him. Yeah, self-proclaimed also. But, you know, it's it's also, you know, it's not hard to succeed in the slot. People succeed in the slot when they're good in the slot. But, you know, there's there's just – from fantasy, the slot receivers are some of my favorites, and that's why I'm just happy to see Cole Beasley back on the field because he's going to be a value for the Bills, be a value for fantasy, and, you know, just all the different receivers on this team. You have, you know, Emmanuel Sanders saying that the throw from Josh DeCole was an unbelievable jaw-dropping throw. Stephon Diggs is in, obviously being Stephon Diggs, being an insane route runner. Like, the ceiling for this wide receiver group is – Really, it, it, the ceiling is the best group in the NFL. Like, we're not going to sugarcoat it here. Um, and, and I want to talk about another receiver, not Cole Beasley. That's Isaiah McKenzie, who for some reason seems like he was starting to get a reputation of someone who could be cut this offseason. And, yeah, Kevin's already shaking his head. I never really understood it myself, especially after they went out of their way to resign him get the continuity that they're going with. And he's a guy like, you know, yeah, he was extraordinarily efficient last year and he won't have that same efficiency the rest of his NFL career probably, but like they're finding reasons. They're finding ways to get him the football. You don't just somebody like that because you have a Mark Stevenson looking like he could be a good wide receiver next year. Right. Like, like Meerkat, I know you, you, you I know you're a McKenzie fan, right? I'm happy McKenzie's the ultimate Swiss Army knife on this offense. Mm-hmm. He's like Inspector Gadget. He's just pulling different plays out of his arm, executing them on the field when we need him to. And he's a great player. He knows this offense and stuff. But that aside, I understand why people thought he's a cut candidate for sure, honestly, because him and Stevenson play a similar role. And the Bills were hesitant on bringing McKenzie back. It wasn't like an immediate re-signing. It took a bit, and it's for pennies, which, you know, mm-hmm. he said he turned down other teams, but he would play here for candy and stuff, which is awesome. I love McKenzie's personality. is incredible. But Absolutely. when you have a rookie on a rookie deal versus Stevenson, who you were hesitant to bring back, he's not making much money at all, and they play a similar role. If you're afraid of losing that rookie, trying to drop him to the practice squad this year because you don't want to keep both um, – Cutting McKenzie did make sense to me. Not that I agree with it, but it definitely made sense. Yeah, similar into how they cut Andre Roberts last year just to resign him later. Like he basically didn't even leave the parking lot before he got his new deal. Um, Kevin, do you think that you know all this being said, there's a there's room for McKenzie's role in this offense to grow? Maybe have them, you know, have him maybe not come in as a Swiss Army nut, but be almost a regular receiver in the rotation in the last maybe two or three. Yeah, I mean, 100% guys. Like, there's no doubt about it. His role is one that not only Brian Dable has liked since day one, it's one that Josh Allen likes. Um, he's, it's a gadget guy. You know, he's kind of a pinch returner. Um, he does a lot of different things. He's always going to be schemed up in certain sub packages. He can line up in the backfield. He can, you know, you know, a lot of people are saying he, um, Cole Beasley isn't the best slot receiver on the team. I mean, I'm assuming they're alluding to McKenzie. Who else, right? Yeah. I don't know what that is. watch the bills and just pull stats the way they want to make it look for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That was a really egregious tweet. And I, and I said, as someone that covers the bills, yes, he is. Um, But (laughs) you know, to me, um, I think though that perception's there though. I mean, I'm glad it's there that they have a player that some people think is the best slot receiver on the, 
doesn't hurt to have. For me, he's a lock, he's a lock outside of a terrible – I thought he had a bad camp uh, two years ago, and I was for sure yeah. he caught, and they capped him. Last mm-hmm. year was pretty good, and I was just like, ah, there's no – I don't think that there's a spot for him. You know, then, you know, Hodgins went on – you know, you know, went on the you know PUP and and, and other things that happened there. Mm-hmm. They, they they found a space for him. Absolutely healthy, he came back. They're finding space for it. Lock it down. I have him a lock on the roster. I do not think Isaiah McKenzie is gone. I think he's a stone cold lock for the roster. Outside mm-hmm. of obviously an injury, which would technically still be the roster, and outside of I mean maybe some catastrophic, but I don't know what that could even be in August that you would see. So he's a stone cold lock. I don't even think there's questions. I think there's a better chance they keep seven receivers, which they haven't done, than they caught Isaiah McKenzie, which they also yeah. haven't done. So, <laughs> so for me, he's a stone cold lock. Though Stevenson's look good, and Jay Kumaro, the second best receiver on the Packers. Touchdown, Jesus. Yep. I, you know, guys, what a room. <laughs> I think there's some trades to be made here. I think there's yeah. some fifth, yep. fifth and sixth round picks to gather. Yeah, honestly, we're now, talking about trading Mitch, and I want to focus on trading Kumaro. I don't want to trade Mitch. <laughs> Kumaro, he's just a body. Not that he's yeah. not looking great and has a potential role. He had one amazing catch last year. <laughs> Rogers came back too, guys. this year so reluctantly, and he was. You heard Rogers straight up say he was pissed when they got rid of Kumaro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays special teams. He's going to absolutely factor into the final roster. If he yeah. if he makes the roster, unfortunately, it might be over Hodgins. I mean, I don't know, but they not my decision. I'm saying they love special teams players. They will. They love them. They love them. I'm sorry, they use a running back spot on them. Mm-hmm. They use multiple DBs. They use linebacker spots. They care about it. I don't always agree with those roster decisions sometimes, but Kumaro's right there. They didn't. They had to cut him to do some roster gymnastics last year. And they were not happy that he got claimed by the Saints. And then they claimed him right back the second he was cut. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the Ike Butker thing. I yeah. I, I would hate to say it as the sixth receiver. Could it be uh, Jay Kumaro? I mean, he's got a good rep around the league. They know the second he cut him, he's going to get claimed. I don't know, guys. I, maybe he isn't the most splashy guy you want to make this. But McKenzie is going to make the roster. And to me, does Jay Kumaro? I think he's got a better chance than people think. I think that he is, I yeah, I would say a better chance than people think. I still have him a little bit behind Isaiah Hodgins, but if I were to say, I would say that the last wide receiver spot probably comes down to those two. It and does. I would say Hodgins has like a 60 or so percent chance to make it, whereas Kumaro is probably closer to 40. Can so they stash him on the practice squad, though? Jake Kumaro's claimed day one. Mm-hmm. Is Hodgins claimed day one? That's a I good question. What's the guy think about? Meerkat, Meerkat would say yes, right? And they can use him day one on special teams. Can they play Hodgins? Do they have an active roster spot for Hodgins either? That's the Hodgins, I hate to be the say it, I mean, from some reports, hasn't looked the best this camp. After looking incredible last camp and in practices when he almost came back last year, um, he's mm-hmm. losing throw, you know, contested catches and stuff where he's supposed to be excelling, and that's what's supposed to earn him his roster spot. So he's got some time left. I think we're going to see a lot of Isaiah Hodgins in the preseason. Oh, yes. Yeah coming up very soon and uh, he, he's gonna have to earn his spot because kumaro he, i think kumaro is getting a little buzz right now a little that you know over hypey camp buzz that we like to give to receivers on the fringe every oh now and God. then which, yeah, I've been to, which i mean i've been giving to hodgson's <laughs> for six months now but uh i i think you know make make kumaro look great move him to the packers get a fifth round pick. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could. You could absolutely. Aaron, it doesn't pick. help with the Aaron Rodgers calling him better than MVS or um, better yeah. than Lazard or basically mm-hmm. the second best receiver in camp. Um, so that, that didn't help. That didn't hurt the buzz any. So <laughs> um, the Bills know what they're doing. They know that he also plays teams, which is a huge contribution, which you're looking for from your sixth receiver. It's going to be hard to cut the guy. I, I, it's not necessarily just my opinion. I like yeah. Stevenson a lot, but I, I, I really think that. It's going to be a heated battle, and I think McKenzie's five, and I think that um, I think Kumaro slides in a six as a prediction, not what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know what? Next week we'll get a we'll get a hot take predictions episode in because that's where we really have fun in the off season. Um, but before before we finish up on wide receivers, mm-hmm. like one of the things about McKenzie, and it goes into like the next point that we're going to talk about here and that'll be running backs is that I think he takes a little bit of the load off of the running backs right because you only have so many design run plays in a game especially in the Bills offense and McKenzie only takes like two of them 
at most in a game. Maybe if he's going off, they'll give him a few extra jet sweeps or something like that. Then he'll throw a touchdown to Josh Allen. You know how that usually works. Uh, but, you know, we, Bean has hinted in the one press conference this past week that we are going towards a running back by committee with the running backs that we have here. And I think McKenzie, you know, as versatile as he is, can help them out because, you know, that's he basically just fits into that with the touches he'll get anyways. Um, and talking about running back by committee here, I don't say that it concerns me because last year we kind of saw Tampa Bay go into last season with the same idea, right? Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones will keep going at it. They'll keep earning touches back and forth until one of them eventually, Leonard Fournette, comes away with the starting job for the end of the season and the playoffs. I'm hoping that that's what we'll see here. Um, and Kevin, I mean, like, I know you and I and Meerkat have all voiced our displeasures about the running back room, about the production last year. It's no secret that anybody in Bill's Mafia, you know, is probably upset with it. Would running back by committee satisfy you this year? Like, simply asked. No, it doesn't. I mean, only yeah, because yeah. I don't like the room to begin with. Um, Fair. I would like them to have a guy they can rely on, that they know his strengths, they know his weaknesses. I hate the thing where Singletary drops one pass and they go to the next guy and then Moss fumbles on the goal line and then they go to Brita and Brita doesn't break a tackle, whatever, whatever. And then Mm -hmm. it's kind of an ongoing cycle of negativity. I think you got to stick with one guy after three games. If it's not it, if he's not it, you move on from him. You kind of put him on the, on the pine and you, and you might go to the next one. I mean, I'm excited to try anybody. I like Singletary Mm -hmm. on this I like Singletary the best out of this room. I think he does he's a lot of He reportedly has the best camp, too. He broke off yep. two really good runs I today, think he's I your running back one, but they're basically going to say we're not going to – Moss is hurt. I mean, they're, they're not going to just say, it's yours, Devin. Um, could yeah. Breida come in and ride the hot hand in, in game week three? Yeah, that's probably that's possible. But I think seven Singletary's – Devin Singletary's my fantasy play. Devin Singletary, I think, complements this offense like he did as a rookie. Um, didn't have a great sophomore year, but there's a lot of pass. There's there so many issues with that. Um, that we could get into, but to me, Devin Singletary on this roster, do they make them still the room? I think they could make a move at in August between that and the tight end room now with Hollister and Moss banged up. I don't know. Do we know any prognosis on those? Like Zach Moss is day to day with an ankle. Still nothing expected new on that. Um, and everybody else, you see the injury report going across the bottom. Everyone he was out. Yeah. No timeframes right now. All that we got was the quote from McDermott earlier this week saying it would have been like irresponsible for Moss to practice. <laughs> okay. Right? I, I mean, with those banged up injuries, I'm sorry. I don't know that bug is going to be the, the tight end guy that they're going to look for long-term. Um, um, so I think that <laughs> there, I think there's a tight end move to be made and a running back move to be made. We'll see. I don't know. Happens. I think bug Thomas tells us that that Zach Ertz trade isn't happening. Kevin. I, I don't, I hate <laughs> to be the one to tell you. I don't, I, I don't quite know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite believe it to be honest until September 1st. That's fair. Is your? I mean, you're right. That was a, that was absolutely a joke. I don't think the Bug Thomas is gonna he's gonna make the roster. Right? I mean, it obviously is trending toward no trade, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, I, as the more time that passes, right? Like that doesn't mean anything though. The Bills come back and they're like, "Fine, we'll give you the freaking fourth round pick. We don't have a tight end." Um, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, the, earlier and well, actually, you know what? I'll I'll say that I'm gonna. Pencil that thought in. Meerkat, uh, running back by committee. We'll let you get a thought in here too. How do you how do you feel about that? You know, and anybody anybody watching, uh, you know, to give us your thoughts about the running backs who you would like to see be the RB one. Robert's going to be at the first open practice tomorrow morning, so we'd love to see some videos. If you take any, definitely send us them, and we'll share them on the air for you. Um, but Meerkat, running backs. I mean, I know that you are in our most improved. You had Devin Singletary. I had Zach Moss in our preseason uh, predictions. So, you know, we both said, though, both running backs could be some of the most improved. That doesn't really say running back by committee, though, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I I guess I'm okay with a running back by committee, but not – I'm more in par with Kevin um, where you got to have one guy be the feature back. It's fine to, you know – I, I hope it's Singletary in that situation. I think it's fine to bring in Zach Moss on, you know, potential third and one situation or something like that. No, that's Josh Allen. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have the best goal line rusher in the NFL, and he's not a running back. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Brita, too, I guess has looked good in camp, but I want to see what Brita does when the pads are on because there's no tackling or anything right now. And so a shifty mm-hmm. guy like that's always going to look good in the first week of camp. 
Um, so I, I want to see how things play out. I'm rooting for Singletary. If it's like a one-two punch, kind of how they went last year, but say 65, 35, you know, one guy, I, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I, the only team that's ever like done running back by committee well is the San Francisco 49ers. And so, you know, I just I I would like to believe that the Bills are capable of something similar where they have like a Moster and a Jeff Wilson Jr. and a whoever, Jarek McKinnon or whoever the hell else bad running back they have that does well over there. Um, but, you know, we just haven't seen that. So, you know, caution to the wind when it comes to running back by committee, um, whether it's. <laughs> you really love that Diet Coke, don't you? <laughs> Sponsor us, Diet Coke. Yes. Oh my God, that'd be that'd be fantastic. You heard it. You heard it there, Coke. Uh, actually, you know what? Brother Bill's got the Pepsi hookup. I gotta stay with Pepsi. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, but you know what? I'm not gonna stand for any Coke or Pepsi disrespect. Like Madden has disrespected Josh Allen with that 88 overall grade. So let's talk about that a little bit. You know, this is less about the Bills and people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's a made up rating. I mean, you're right. It doesn't matter. But we're Bills Mafia and we have a podcast. So we overreact, overreact about things. And this is just the way the world works. So after last season, Meerkat, how, how mind numbing is it that Josh Allen didn't go up a point? I'm because, an avid like Madden player, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. Me. I know there's like Cardos going like, oh, well, who cares what his Madden rating is? We know what he does on the field, and it's just like, all right, but like it's still one of those kind of like respect things where national, you know, pundits and stuff maybe haven't caught all the way up. And Madden kind of foreshadowed it yesterday where they said, remember with the quarterback rankings, we are taking like what someone's done over yeah. their career. Yeah, and then a great stuff, friend of the show, Mark like, Schofield, commented and said, oh, you, oh, if I could buy you a beer right now, I would or something like that because he knew yeah, that Bill's Mafia was going to be the ones going after him. <laughs> yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter at all, but like it's – it would be nice to get the respect. It's kind of one of those things where it's just like fun and you're allowed mm -hmm. to have fun with things, people. Okay. I feel like Bill's Twitter's kind of forgetting that at times recently. <laughs> and, uh, you're allowed to have fun with things. You're allowed to po like be sarcastic and poke fun at things like, yeah, it's just a video game, but it's one of those things where it's just respect and national respect and where, you know, it's a fun game to play. You want Josh Allen to kind of get ranked where he's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, growing up, Madden is where I learned a lot about the game of football, right? Like, yeah. they have the training oh, yeah. things where, like, you they literally break down coverages for you and tell you where the open spots are in them and how so you can identify positions them. and all of that stuff. Honestly, yeah. like, it's the easiest way for anyone who actually wants to learn about football without, like, you know, going on a team to, like, actually learn about, you know, the coverages and everything. It's, it's And it also just teaches you about the players. Like, when you don't know quarterbacks from another team – you kind of rely on outside sources, obviously, to figure out, like, okay, do I think this person's good, blah, blah, blah. Like, someone in the NFC, a fan of, like, you know, the, the maybe not the Panthers. That was going to be the first team I chose. That's the worst one for a Bills comparison. Uh -huh. But you know what I think? Like, you know, if, if people that aren't Bills fans are going to see that and be like, well, obviously Josh Allen's worse than Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott and all these guys. He's not, though. Right, Kevin? I mean, the Madden debate's interesting to me because, like, I am, like, solely in the middle of, like, for sure, seeing, like, it matters and then the other side of the camp. And it's like, who really cares? Everyone plays Mutt anyways. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of Mutt <laughs> you can have an 80 Josh Allen, a 90 Josh Allen, a 99 gold special edition touchdown week six, um, yeah. you know, edition. So I'd like to see it higher. I don't know. Like they have like adjusters that come to camp now. So like, yeah, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 it's, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty low rating to start. Like, it's not good. Like I will admit <laughs> that like, I don't know. That's kind of like what an 88. That's kind of just like what Matt Ryan has every year. He's an 85. I care exactly. about Ryan Tannehill being one point less than Allen. Nah, that's the, that's okay. the only I'm thing that actually it. upsets me. I've been, I've been, I've been standing pat that I think Tannehill gets a little too much hate personally. I, he should, he should be higher. Tannehill is one over, like one point worse than Josh Allen. I think he they both should be higher. He sliced and diced us in week six. He sliced he and did. diced us. He was. That game doesn't exist in my brain anymore. Wiped away, washed away, never like... happened. It was the rules. They would have had to forfeit. They would have had to pay us to forfeit. 
I know real life isn't fantasy, but Tannehill in the past two years is only behind two quarterbacks in fantasy scoring, and that's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. So, I mean, I do think that maybe, maybe I do think he gets a little more hate than he deserves. But you know what? This is not a Titans podcast. I, he's, we, a, he's, actually, he's a dollar quarterback. It's an Anthony Firster quarterback. I'll put a dollar on him. <laughs> there. Oh my God, uh, Kevin, we got to get you on the fantasy show. I feel like you'd have a blast over there with us. We'll yeah, get that going. Sure. On Hit me up on the fantasy show for sure. Oh my God. Yeah, I know we'll be doing fantasy a lot of auction dynasty keeper with a with a with a fully custom league. By the way, fully custom Ooh. league. We'd get into it sometime on the show. Oh my god! Ooh. Oh, we would we would we're gonna hash it out a few times. Yeah. I know it. Looking forward it's to a that. Crazy league. We've 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 tuned it before auction even came to like ESPN. And oh um, oh, you told me about this before actually. Yeah. yeah, I remember this. So well, you're thinking of the sim league. You're thinking oh, of the sim league. Sim league's a little bit different. Not. That's with Robin Mundy. Um, right, right, right. Okay. Com- completely different than the fantasy league, which is keeper auction, um, full dynasty. Mm-hmm. It's insane with inflate the way we do like inflation and you know because we don't mm-hmm. you, know, you, you know you lose your third round pick for instance. So yeah, lots of lots of cool fantasy talk we could definitely. I love play. I love when the cool that leagues pop up like that. Like oh, there's it's just a long so many too. There's so many cool ways to, to to pimp out your league fantasy leagues, for lack of better words. So you know what, we'll, we'll we'll bring that over to TWS Fantasy. Follow them on Twitter. We do a lot of cool work over for them. We'll be doing a lot of DFS stuff. Help you guys earn some money. Uh, one guy who's earning money for himself right now, Levi Wallace, apparently has the edge. Uh, for, oh, is <laughs> the edge for QB2. Through two, now three days. Uh, you know, I haven't heard comments from Leslie Frazier since practice today ended, but I assume it's more of the same. Uh, you know, Kevin, you are making some fart noises, so you're going to go first here. Um, you know, Stephen Nelson's off the board now. Richard Sherman is obviously not going to be signing with an NFL team or being traded or, you know, signing, I'm sorry, you know, for obvious reasons. Hope he gets the, the help he needs. You're not satisfied with this cornerback room probably any more than you're satisfied with the running backs. No, at least the running backs you can justify. The offense is super good, and really, I could be the running back. Um, <laughs> you, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. there's only like a f- certain floor, and like they were at it last year. Um, that you know, what it's going to be better. Like, I like that. You know, maybe Brita's a little bit, maybe Singletary, but the cornerback room guys, it's going to hurt them that they went super duper <laughs> the end um, at every point, and you know. I, I think they needed to do something there. I thought they had the makings to do something at the cornerback room. They're going to need to move the ends, and now they're going to be light at cornerback. They're, you're all crazy if you think it's the battle is between Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace. I still think that there's room to be made there. Um, you know, I, Brandon B never stands pat. And if he's talking about a Super Bowl roster here, and especially with the rumored interest in Steven Nelson, you're knowing that they're interested in a cornerback too. Levi Wallace says he adds sure because he just always does somehow, but mm-hmm. you know, watch out. I mean, even guys are talking about like undrafted free agents making names for themselves so far. And Elijah yeah. Griffin, oh, Griffin. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say, um, yeah. Regular. I like Nick McLeod too, a little bit. I mean, so yeah. I like Lewis a little bit. So, I mean, will Elijah Griffin start? I don't know. Could he be worse than Levi Wallace? Probably, he could be, but I, you know, for me, Mm-hmm. Anything could happen in this cornerback two battle. It's not going to end there. A good training camp, unlike maybe unlike another position group, a good training camp here in the cornerback room might get the job done. So mm-hmm. I'm not super encouraged by hearing that news that Levi Wallace edges anybody out. All you need is a Preston Williams from Miami to body him up, body him mm-hmm. out, and you'll see real quickly the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world go, I got Trey, Wright, Trey White, I've got <laughs> Levi mm-hmm. Wallace, and I got a pretty good linebacking core. I think I know what I'm going to do here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you pick on the same side of the field, the same area, the same person yeah, to go at. He's one of the one. only three quarterbacks. Tannehill does it. it yeah. Was, it was Tannehill. It was Fitzpatrick. Certain quarterbacks didn't see that matchup, and that's why Levi looks okay at times. But mm-hmm. don't go after it. Yeah, sure, you know, you might at times with a really good receiver take the Trey White battle. Yeah, for sure. If it's, a, if it's a Devontae Adams or, like, someone yeah, who you can trust right. to win one-on-one against the best. Like you're not I'll, I'll let Meerkat take it, but I, I, I personally, I don't like that news. I think it's the realistically, I, I harp on running back. I think it's the weakest. It's the weakest unit, mm-hmm. on the, the the weakest after Trey White on the team. Yeah, fair. So, yeah. I don't want to say the cornerback room is the weakest because I love their depth, but that's have, exactly what they are is yeah. depth. Other mm-hmm. than Trey White, you add a, a true number two corner to this team right now. It's one of the better corner units in the NFL, in my opinion. But without that true number two cemented guy, I don't, 
I, I don't have faith that Dane Jackson being the number two. I know there's no, a crazy neither. hype all no. off season for him. I, it's obvious. I, I love. I'm, I'm more in love with the idea than I am him. the player. Exactly. The corner five. how much they like him. And I, I'm not as down on Levi Wallace as Kevin, but I definitely think it needs to be upgraded for us to not have to worry about that. And so, yeah. I, and I like the guys we have. I like our, you know, our nickel guys and stuff. Even though we really don't run a ton of nickel, uh, but like. Um, I I just like everyone we have um, and where they're at right now. If we had a true number two corner, and Kevin, I have a hypothetical. If I don't even know if this value lines up at all, but I'm just throwing something out there. Miami calls Brandon P. Hundred percent. You can. They know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. That was so they, good. They, they want ass. they want AJ Epinesa and our first next year for Xavier Howard, and we take on all the money, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Done. Yeah, they got it. Absolute. Especially after field. doubling doubling down in defensive end in the draft this year. Like, yes. if anything, now you yes. could trade AJ Epinesa. You're trading some of that asset that I always complain about stocking up at the DN. You're trading <laughs> it now. You're getting some out of it and trading a pick. You're spending yeah. the assets on a, on a pure premium cornerback to tomorrow. Yeah, sign me up for that cornerback deal. Mm-hmm. I think it would it would immensely be a ridiculously hard to throw on defense with their safety play, with their good linebacking um, coverage play all day. And, and linebacker, I think Leslie Frazier said it today, like or was it yesterday, that it was it's the most underrated unit he's ever seen or it's the best he's ever had here in Buffalo. That's yeah. going to go a long way with some of those additions this year, guys, that went way under the radar mm-hmm. um, that, were, that aren't really talked about. Obviously, A.J. Klein. A.J. Klein's fine in a reserve role. He's a special exactly. player. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he is. Like, that's a rotational what linebacker. Too. Like, you know, you bring Watch him in. Watch out for Tyrell Adams. I need Tyrell really? Adams. You like Tyrell Adams? Take, I, I need Tyrell mm-hmm. Adams to take Klein's spot. I think Tyrell Adams can do it. He's done it before in the league. He's having a great camp. It looks like he's making an impact yep. on and off the he's field, making apparently. The team. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he's making – I've, I've seen people say he's, like, being cut, and I'm like – I don't see. I don't see any reality. No. I like started the offseason cut from this roster. Mm-hmm. I think he might be starting at the. Was it the week? Yeah. I had him as a bubble guy at first, but but I'm really warming up to the idea that he might. He might. He's probably like the the, the line between bubble and lock for the roster. Like he's on the very fringe there. Um, but he, he, but yeah, he's better than Tyler Matikevich and AJ Klein. He had 125 down. tackles and two sacks last year. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I want to start him over Milano or something, but he, he Oh yeah, I, but as a third linebacker, he could do way worse. Absolutely. He was gonna see sub packages. Like you got he unless he's just awful, which in, he hasn't been, he's seen sub packages. I'm sorry to say it. You will see him on the field at times. He's making the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I know I they're not the I know they're not the same type of player, but I can see it being a similar situation to kind of like Lorenzo Alexander, where Tyrell Adams is like yeah. 29 and he has not played a lot of snaps in his career until last year. It was kind of his first breakout season. And, mm-hmm. you know, he he might be older, but he's got that veteran presence and he's still fresh and he's ready to roll coming off a big year. I, I think he is primed for a solid season for the Bills when people are saying they're expecting him to be cut. He does a was, lot good too, guys. Like, yeah, he, he there's a lot to like about him in a bad in in a bad Houston defense last year. So he's just mm-hmm. someone to watch out for. I'm, I mean, I'm dead serious to watch out for him. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if they went to him over Klein if you know they got into situations where they did last year. Um, you know, he's just a he's a rock solid backup linebacker with good pass rushing skills. I know PFF gave him a 72 or 73 last time I checked in pass rush. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a little bit of Lorenzo in him, you know, he, and it wasn't just out of four snaps or something. I think he had 48 pass rush snaps. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a nice little, little bonus. And like I said, in a sub package passing down, blitz him right off the edge mm-hmm. might be a nice little boost to have. And you'll, you're going to see him 48 pass rush snaps last year. Wouldn't be shocked to see him match that in two or three times a game. Yeah, he definitely could. And, and you know, him getting to the quarterback, possibly more getting in there this year, and just the defensive line getting the quarterback more is going to make it so much easier on these cornerbacks that we are worried about, whether it's Levi Wallace, Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis, if he has that's to get the in there. Key, guys. That's yeah, the because key. because like that's that has to that absolutely has to be why they didn't go after cornerback more aggressively in the offseason. Like obviously they were kicking the tires. I'm sure they had some guys they wanted to draft. Obviously, yep. Steven Nelson didn't work out. But you know, I, I'm sure they're watching tape of last year and going, you know, if we could have gotten to the quarterback two tenths of a second sooner, 
Levi Wallace wouldn't have gotten burned on this play because it is these two, all these parts of the defense have to work. Well, McDermott's going to say that, yeah. And, and obviously oh, they, yeah. Proved, they proved it by where they spent their assets, right? They proved exactly. it by saying, well, could I have gotten a fairly developing, you know, cornerback that we, you know, were thinking about they could have taken over, you know, in, in, in pick 30, 31 mm-hmm. range. There were corners there-ish. They could have done it, but they said, we're going, you know, we're going to go Rousseau. We're going to mm-hmm. double down on it with Boogie Basham. Both have looked good in training camp so far through three days. It's just three days, but they've looked okay. They need the pass rush, guys. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. They're going to say we have Trey White on one side to lock down legitimate receivers that can win off the line. Yeah. Can Levi do enough at the cornerback two spot? We'll see because my question to you, Meerkat, is would Miami even propose something back like that in the division knowing that they're that, – that would oh, be like yeah. us trading – uh, back when New England was the prime, I don't know, you know, whoever that we had at cornerback saying, "Hey, go take our top guy." To had to we traded Gilmore, Gilmore to New yeah, England, sure. maybe Gilmore oh, before yeah. he left. Sure, Gilmore before he left. Would you trade Gilmore to the Patriots in the heat of the run? Yeah, it's tough, but Howard seems like he wants to kind of pick his situation, you know. And he made his point very clear. He made his point clear. He's in control, and he wants to go somewhere where he's going to be comfortable, be a winner, be in a good team situation. And but if there's two teams, Miami axes, it's probably Miami and Buffalo, or Buffalo and New England. Yeah. Yeah, that's Maybe not uh, even it's, a, it's a tough one, but I, I like I said, if he he, he kind of controls his hand, if he if he wanted to come here or something, I'm this is all hypothetical. Well, I, I know, know. they yes, I would avoid all moving, but yeah, like that's what I'm saying. If if there's any sort of relationship, you know, between Brandon Bean and Miami, he's got to at least inquire. I'd pay a little. I'd pay, pay a little extra sugar too. I I, I would personally. I think I, it's, I'm not even kidding. I'd, yeah. I'd give up yeah. one of our you know one of these high. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to give up Russo or Basham. No, like, I don't think. No, yeah, I, I would definitely. I do would, but like, I, I would do Epinesa, who no. is a good, good prospect. Um, and I would do a first next year, and maybe like a 2023 second. Yeah, I think it would be something random. Like they might call for like a potential guy, like even it could even be like a Dawson Knox or something. You know, I don't really even know, but yeah. I could it'd be like a Gabe Davis. It could yeah, be. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the receivers, the Hodgins, even. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could and be something Dolphins more random. Don't need a receiver, but yeah, like I'm trying to think. They need line, I believe. Like they call up on. I what if it's one of our. Trading Cody Ford right now, whatever, whoever. Like, I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting. They're running into the season with Austin Jackson and Jesse Davis as their bookend. So, Mm -hmm. I I I find it hard to believe that that they would. I believe they would probably say they would trade up before they would trade for, especially you know after the way that has approached this offseason what we found out today about getting his mind right and seeing like a sports psychologist. Well, apparently they about- called him a top five guy, which shocked the hell out of me. Like I, I was yeah. like, what? Like the, the line played better without him, but good on them. Mm-hmm. They, they love for it. It was probably a high pick that they sunk into that they believe in. Um, you know, I've called it one of their worst high end picks that they've used. It is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they're sticking by him, which I can, I can totally appreciate. Um, but to call them in their top five already is interesting. They trade value, trade value, mm-hmm. trade value. Oh man, you might be right. You might be right. I would they like, like Butker a lot. They like Forest Lamp's not going to go away. He's not going to go away into the night. Forest Lamp's not going away. No, I think Forest Lamp makes the roster personally. I think. I think there's also. I've seen him goals. off like every roster. I don't get that. I really don't like. Like he's he's he, if he is your tenth defensive lineman on your depth chart over or offensive lineman. I'm sorry, overall, like that's not a bad thing. Like I, I think Spencer Brown, what from what we saw, uh, he he might be a lock for the roster at this point since he's taking first team snaps with yep, with Deion Dawkins out. Yeah, he yep. should be a lock barring some kind of you know just catastrophe. Um, so then it's probably between like Tommy Doyle, uh, who, who the hell? Jack else? Anderson's not a lock. Yeah, Jack, oh, Jack he's. The team for the that range. They always have. Yeah, they always have. Course. They yeah, always have. I don't check He could practice squad guy. Like, oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. practice squad guy. For sure, mm-hmm. practice squad guy. Um, yeah. I mean, they've they've liked a lot of some of their younger, you know, a lot of the younger offensive lines. But then they go out and get two guys, Marquel Harrell, a guy we've already had here, Ty, well, uh, Ty, Tyler Gaith here, a guy that they just picked up as well. Interesting moves to add two more names to the list. 
They don't like yeah, something they, to see there, guys. They're looking for something because they added two lineman bodies mm-hmm. to the room. I don't, yeah, that's and that's with, that's only with one injury. Well, two actually yeah. two because like Butker and Dawkins, they're both out right now. But so they're going to be they, in here in three days, four more days. Yeah, it's possible they want the bodies just for the practices. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. It seems it seems like just two and two. Like the math is you know adding up. I'm not maybe. Sure. Yeah, it's weird though. It's weird it that is. because yeah, they know guys are coming. This isn't like an Achilles. You know, guys are coming back in three to six days, three to six more days. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's it's interesting to me. Like they went out and put picked up two offensive line bodies. We're, mm-hmm. We'll see what that means. But I I don't. To me, that always says it doesn't mean great for the bottom of the roster. It doesn't mean good things for Jack Andersons of the world. We'll we'll no. find out. But but to me, four slams on the roster until he shows up in preseason and is terrible. I'm looking forward to preseason, man. I'm glad it's August 14th oh this year. Right. Um, get rid of that first game. I mean, I'm looking forward to August 14th. How are they going to play it? My question to both of you is, without yeah. the fourth preseason game, that's garbage. How do you play it, though? Do you play one, like, two? Do you play I would dress rehearse for the first half of the, of the preseason yeah. period, and that might be it. It's weird. It's, I don't At even most. know because a team like the Bills is weird because not a ton of position. Like, you you got some guys set, so I think the Bills might kind of – You have most. You have most guys set. I, like yeah, 80% like I, I of the roster is going to see probably... any starters in game three, like at all, obviously. Okay. So I would, they're going to play like four, you think? They're going to play three like four? What? Yeah, gonna, they'll play yeah. three like four. Okay. I think two – I don't Become even know if they dress rehearsal two. I think the one might just be right from the get-go. They run first half with the starters and call it – It may it. not even be the first half. I and could not, see them getting Trubisky all starters are out for the rest of that game or for the second game. I think they still run a lot of, you know, guys who are going to make this roster and stuff, but I don't think – I think it's at Josh least Allen. a quarter and a quarter minimum, like a quarter, quarter. I, If you If I see – if we see Josh Allen in for the second more than, season game and it's more than a quarter, I'm going to be yeah. very upset personally. I, I – I don't think I don't know. It's gonna be weird how they played. It's honestly gonna be very weird. I Good no questions, though. It's a great question. Yeah, no, it is. is. Yeah, and and I think it, the preseason's most useful for Mitch Trubisky this year out of any new bill oh, yeah, that isn't easy. like a rookie. He's getting like, three quarters a game. He. Oh my god! At least, yeah. Like I could see them putting. I could see him doing just the first half of the last game. That like that could that yeah. could make sense. Um, but I yeah, no, he's absolutely amount of Fromm as well because Fromm, I guess, has looked rough yeah. in the camp. But obviously, this coaching staff likes where he's at, where they got him in the draft, and mm-hmm. have kept him around. But Davis Webb is just that locker room guy. He's a genius. He's very close with Josh Allen. Well, he's like a practice squad lock. Oh, yeah. He's a lock. Are they going to keep three quarter? Well, can Jake Fromm convince them into keeping three quarterbacks? Or are they just going to go the preseason to do it, though? It's a high premium yeah. position in a, in, in a season where you started off the show saying, are we going to trade Trubisky? I don't know. Like, for me, like yeah. it's a matter of absolutely possible they might need to with corresponding moves on the horizon. Do they yeah. show off Mitchell Trubisky? Because this is going to be the only time, at least for hopefully for the for the while, to get some film out there. They promised him this when he signed. So you mm-hmm. know right there he needs to get film out on this, yeah. this high-powered offense. I don't want to get rid of Trubisky unless we're getting ridiculous. I don't either. I don't want like, to cash in my Ridiculous, ridiculous yeah, value. I wanted like, to get I'm to talking this, yeah. at least like – I'm not uh, selling my 401K. I mean – Yeah, that's know. the thing. <laughs> I, I don't want to get – because then we're one snap away from Jake Crump. Yeah, no, that's the, I wanted to talk about this right now. So, like, both of us, all three of us kind of are not on board with Mitch Trubisky being traded, at least at this moment. But he's you get good. a first, you, you get like a, a, mm-hmm. a second from a bad team. And I don't I think you're getting a first for Mitch Trubisky. I don't no, think I don't that you're think getting you're a first. Get that, but, a, yeah, but a second from a bad team's enticing. I can't, I can't, a second from a bad team makes sense. Yeah. A fourth? No, a second no, from a bad team doesn't do it from a third, no. con- a, f- a conditional third, maybe. A second from a bad team to top forty pick, you might have to do it. Yeah, I but mean, you, I could. Yeah. <laughs> I know Meerkat picks as his best newcomer, so you know he's probably more torn than anybody else here. But mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't want to take him away from Josh Allen at this point. Like you've already seen Josh Allen say that they're like becoming kind of best friends. And I know, you know, maybe you know you have Matt Barkley at home, you know, and meme of him looking at the picture frame, and it's Josh Allen and Mr. Bisky in there, and he's touching the picture frame. Uh, but you know, it's he's not going to be best friends with every quarterback that walks into this room. 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. if Mitch Trubisky is fitting into the culture of the team and he's fitting in, like, you know, Josh Allen's helping him, I just – I don't think that it, – it's not very Bill's and MO. Trubisky's looked good. He's looked yeah, good. he's board. looked good. And, how, like, the Bills have a, have a reputation for having a good – well-intentioned front office right now like people who listen to the players and make sure they get what they need you don't go Why, addition, yeah for cheap you're off. not gonna yeah you're not gonna you know sell them for pennies on the dollar just because the colts offers i we will give you a fifth conditional to be a fourth like you're not gonna do that i don't like it at least none of us like oh it. yeah no, <laughs> i'm not trying to do that mm-hmm but obviously, you know, with the, everything going on with the Colts, and we'll kind of end the show here, you know, they, Frank Reich has COVID. Uh, their center, Ryan Kelly, is out indefinitely. Ladarius Leonard has an ankle injury. Carson Wentz, foot injury. This is one less team in the AFC to worry about, so I'm really, really excited about that. But, like, you know, I do have the Colts on, you know, on a ticket for winning the their division this year so i'm not so excited about that personally kevin you know we we've talked about the colts as a team that's vastly underrated in the afc you know without carson wentz does that drop them off that much for you yeah yeah i mean Mm -hmm. i mean that team's a really good team with a good defense and like we got like a twilight last retirement year philip rivers who looked pretty good at times last he looks good for philip rivers um Does he get a call? Does he get a call on this? Because Jacob Eason is not Sam Allinger. They're not going to do it for me. Does Uh, Andrew Luck get a call? Oh, my God. Now, that's a good question. I'm still not ruling out a Luck return at some point. I'll give it two more years before I give up on the drink. Luck or or Rivers, I mean, both are there. I mean, it could be a thing. Um, I don't know. To answer your question, though, I don't see him. With Wentz out, that's great music to my ears for a contender. Obviously, I don't know how long the Leonard injury is. That's their best defensive well, player. It's it's um, just it's just day to day right now, so okay. it's not. The, it might not be too serious, but first day of training camp, it's just everything's happening. Sure. At once that's not a time. not a good not a good luck. Carson Wentz yeah. can't stay healthy yet. Even missing time and coming back, it's not going to be good. It's not like you know if Josh Allen got hurt and he had to come play back week four. I'm feeling pretty good about when he suits up week four. Mm-hmm. How many games is Wentz going to miss? They said definitely going to miss the start like yeah yeah he's out he's out at least the first few weeks he's of the missing season. reps yeah. he's doing this doing now, that Colts with Trubisky though that's a trade that could come back to haunt I don't well, yeah I mean I don't think you can trade him to a contender a team you're competing yeah. with a, yeah. a team you play this year if if a NFC South team comes calling or you know someone you don't have to deal with this year plus you know whatever I think those options are better but because what you're doing is you're taking yes you're taking the third or the second or the fourth whatever it is and you're trading that in a harder game and yeah. a, a more competition. So, yes, you get that prize, but we're not in the range where we need this fourth. We don't need this fourth-round pick anymore. No. We need a high pick, sure. Like, if it's so sweet and the sweetener is so good, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what yeah. you got to do. And you, call Matt Bar- and you call Matt Barkley. You got to do what you got to do, um, mm-hmm. and you make the trade. But you don't trade him to a competitor. Indies on the ropes – they're there. They could be a team off of the running. No quarterback as of whenever Wentz comes back week three, week four. What did they say? He had broken foot. What is he even? Yeah. Have? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be the same. He's not going to be the same. He's not going to be the same, at least for the year. I mean, missing time with his new, with new team, not going to be the same. That's, kind of a mobile yeah. guy. I'm feeling pretty good. I like that they took the ding um, mm. early on and helps out the Bills immensely, in my opinion, because I had him as a top four AFC team. Oh my god! Easily, yeah. No, it, it went the Chiefs and then the Bills and then Indy for me, and it's been like that for a while, you know. So, Meerkat, final thoughts here: No trading Mitch Trubisky, definitely, and you know, him going to the Colts. Not loving the idea of seeing him there, right? Yeah, no. Unless you get the crazy value for it, it's not worth it. I guess if you get a second, I'd be okay for it because we're gonna have sure. to start looking at replacing certain positions with you know, rookies because mm-hmm. Josh Allen's extension is looming and i know he said he's going to take you know the the discount or whatever he, he's going to make it Josh he's still getting 40 a year he's getting he's getting 40 million dollars like a year and yeah. that you 38 see, yeah we, we had some cap, we had some cap struggles like this offseason i know they weren't really real but like still it I, I don't I don't love that idea of what we're gonna be, you know, looking down the barrel of very soon after that extension because it's gonna cripple parts of this team. And that's why like why 
our draft this year, how we loaded up on young linemen. Both sides why did, ball, why did they like push that. money into next year? That's my question, too, with all this. All being said, mm-hmm. they pushed it. They, they, they haven't made a move without the digs money, and that's why I think maybe they try to do – the Allen extension this offseason and have and some, eat some of it away. Shit. I don't know. Eat some of that's what exactly eat some of it away right off the rip. Mm-hmm. That's it's, the only it's, thing that makes sense to me, unless they are making a move. Zachers. <laughs> it could Blonders. be Zachers. We know what what happens first: Mitch Trubisky trade or Zach Ertz trade. <laughs> it's definitely Zach. Howard deal. Xavier Howard Z- deal. Xavier Howard or Zach Ertz? That's actually a fun one. You know. You know. Yeah, we'll go around the room. What happens first, Zach Ertz or Xavier Howard? I would say that's easily Zach Ertz, just because I feel like I, I think Zach Ertz is still like I still think it's a I feel still think it's a ta- uh, this uh, move that could make. The yeah. Bills are very interested. That's clear. I mean, m- many reporters had it. Like the Bills were interested. They clearly didn't agree on. I don't think compensation, but I think it was more his contract. They clearly didn't yeah. agree on what Ertz wanted to make, and they're like, "Well, if he wants this, we're not going to give you more than a six. Like it's not happening." Yeah. The Eagles wanted maybe a third or a fourth, which I think there might be a time come a time when in in August if they're not getting tight end production that they're like, "All right, fine, here's a fourth. We're trying to win the Super Bowl." Well, like, actually, no, I did see something with Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard filled his physical, well, like the day he got to training camp. So actually, we probably we may not see Zach Ertz go. For a while, just because of that, to make sure Dallas Goddard's in shape. Oh mm, no, I don't know. Oh no, he's been sorting that butter. It's getting up. juicy. I guess. What did he fail it on? Is he? Oh, I don't know. I just saw that that Goddard and that one other powder. What's he? What's he been doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But I'm not drafting him in fantasy, and I don't know if the if the Eagles are going to feel comfortable dealing uh, dealing possibly their tight end one. But I know there are a lot of Bills fans who still want it to happen. So if you're one of them. Let us know. Say why. If you want Mitch Trubisky to go, let us know. Say why, Kevin. Oh, I am. I, I just raising my hand because I yeah. am. I am one of them that wants it to happen. Oh yeah, he Kevin's one of them that wants to happen. I know Meerkat is. I kind of I am too. Like you know, Zacherts in this offense would be a ton of fun. That will do it though for us on this episode of the Crosses Podcast. Thank you so much, Outlet Liquor. Thank you, Kevin and Meerkat, and from all of Trainwreck Sports. Yeah. Bills Mafia. Don Brown. Yeah. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. It's the mafia, I'm with the Buffalo Bills. It's the mafia, you know I'm rocking with the bills. Hey, hey. Who you repping? What's your team? Who you repping? What's your team? You know I'm repping for my team. I got that challenge on my team. Micah High, Jordan Boyer, can you catch it? Can you? Trade day is like a mask, you're not catching anything. Making plays, we not scared of any team.